scores! Matias Yanmark, shorthanded goal! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Wah gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Wah gets the Knights back in the lead! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We have a Stanley Cup semifinalist as the Tampa Bay Lightning continue to roll as they walk into the Stanley Cup semifinal, the Eastern Conference uh, Championship Series, by sweeping the best team during the regular season. Now Tampa gets a little time to lick its wounds, and they're a tad beat up and a little bit tired over their run of two straight Stanley Cups. They will face the winner of the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes, who will play game four tonight with Carolina trying to grab a 3-1 series lead. In the Western Conference, Colorado's up three games to one on St. Louis. The winner there looks like it might be the Avalanche, uh, pending a strong comeback by the Blues. We'll square off against uh, the survivor of Calgary and Edmonton. They play game four tonight with the Flames trying to upset the Oilers uh, this evening at that one at uh, Rexall in Edmonton. All kinds of things happening. Oh, we will get into a great question that has offered a couple of different answers. Would you take Connor McDavid, who's challenging Wayne Gretzky for the best points-per-game average in Stanley Cup playoff history, or Andre Vasilevsky? You're given a choice right now. Which one do you choose? We'll get into that in just a little bit. But uh, first up, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have now won 10 straight series. It's uh, it's incredible. And uh, halfway there to uh, their quest to win the third straight Stanley Cup. And they did it in the uh, most surprising fashion. I didn't think sweeping Florida was on the table. They just pushed them aside. Yeah, I didn't think it was on the table without uh, Braden Point. Uh, I didn't expect that this series was going to be over uh, after blinking your eye for just a moment. But then again, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, and nothing should surprise us with this team anymore. Uh, they they took being swept by Columbus personally, and they have launched an all-out assault on the NHL since that moment, and I don't know that there's anyone that can beat them right now. They're just they're they're too good. They are too conditioned to winning in the playoffs. And Andre Vasilevsky is unbeatable in the biggest games of each series. I think it's uh, remarkable what Vegas did out of the gate in the first five years. Uh, they went to the third round uh, three times in the first four years. The Stanley Cup final in its opening season that will never happen again by an expansion team. Uh, remarkable by performance that uh, we're all still buzzing about. But how about the Tampa Bay Lightning? This is the sixth time in eight years. Sixth time in the last eight years. Think about your lifetime, what you were doing eight mm. years ago. That the Tampa Bay Lightning have reached the third round. It's 
mind-blowing that they've had that type of success, and they've had the same coach through the whole run, uh, same guy and Steven Stamkos uh, going through it. They've gone through a couple of different uh, goaltenders along the way, but basically uh, the core group uh, has been there, and they've managed to survive shuffling uh, some some people around and bringing some some role players in and moving some some players that they can't afford out and the consistency is just mind-blowing yeah it, it is and you know they've they've only got the the two stanley cups in that time period potentially going for their third one so it kind of gives you an idea that even though you get that deep into the playoffs winning is is not automatic as as the tampa bay lightning have kind of proven it to be over the last two seasons but you know, for me, it's just a team that, that we talked about in 2015 as being a team on the rise, on the cusp of greatness. There were a couple of setbacks along the way, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are the model of consistency in today's NHL. They continue to find players that work. They continue to find pieces that complement the core that they have. And it doesn't hurt when you've got the best goalie in the world backstopping you in big, important games. Tampa is the model by which everyone else is measured, and right now there's no one equal to what they're doing. But here's the most surprising thing to me. Back in 2015, they get to the Stanley Cup Final. Bit of a surprise, but they get there. Uh, John Cooper uh, is the head coach. Uh, ben Bishop is the goaltender. He gets hurt. Andre Vasilevsky has to come in relief. We know who this guy is. Like He's he's wearing number 88. No goalies wear number 88. Uh, they managed to push the Chicago Blackhawks to a sixth game. It was never really that close. It never really felt like the Chicago Blackhawks uh, in their prime were going to be upset uh, by the upstart Tampa Bay Lightning. But you could see some pieces there for Tampa Bay. Good young head coach, good young core with uh, Stamkos, Hedman, and, and company around. Uh, Jonathan Duran was uh, was part of the team uh, as a very uh, good youngster, top prospect uh, at the time. Uh, I, I expected Tampa Bay to be back in contention. I did not expect that group of players and the same head coach to be still vying for a Stanley Cup championship eight years later. That's the part that uh, that has me uh, just having trouble coming to grips with it. But, wh- like, why, why, why not? You thought their window was going to be four or five years? Like, they yeah. had a young core when they went in 2015. Because like, it doesn't, no, because it doesn't happen. Core, it doesn't happen the way the, the they, Chicago they're, Chicago they're an went. But Chicago had uh, three cups in, in six years. Uh, uh, L.A. won mm-hmm. a couple of cups. Uh, I mean, their uh, window was eight years. Twenty fourteen, but but not but not finals and and not back competing for Stanley Cups. This this has extended far beyond what I expected. And keep in mind, uh, two different goaltenders. Uh, that's right, uh, Vasilevsky's won their championships, uh, same coach, but two different general managers as well uh, through that, uh, that, that process. It's, uh, I don't know whether it can be replicated, to be quite honest. And I didn't think that I would ever see in my lifetime of a salary cap era with all the parity that we talk about uh, I didn't think we'd see an expansion team ever go to a Stanley Cup final in any sport uh, or a final in any sport. Uh, that uh, That is safe to say. But this one uh, is in the same league. Three straight Stanley Cups being in contention to do that. Okay, you can win a couple, but Pittsburgh never really got close uh, after winning their consecutive. But that was a huge achievement. Now, Tampa Bay 
is four wins away from getting to a third straight championship series. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, not not anywhere close to what I expected five years ago, eight years ago, twelve years ago. Yeah, I I mean I like I believed in the core right of of Tampa. Like it's surprising to me that they are still this dominant, still this good. Now a lot of that has to do with the moves that have been made over the last three years. When you go back to 2015, you didn't know about the Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barkley, Goudreau line that was going to be so instrumental in this team winning two Stanley Cups. You didn't know that. You know, Julian Breezebois would go out and get Pierre Edward Belmar, would go out and get Corey Perry to replace the players that had that, that those three players that left last year. You didn't know of the tweaks and, and changes that were going to be made. You, you talk about the core, you talk about same goaltender, you talk about uh, same coach, but there has been change in Tampa that That's, has kept this window open. You're not supposed to be able and to that do this. To me, is the most. They, they are. They're just better at it than that, everybody else. Hey, Julian hey, Brisebois is better at, the, at doing this than anyone else. This team is growing, and they're getting better. John Cooper is the best coach in the game, period, full stop, not even a debate anymore. And then you've got Andre Vasilevsky, who is just the best goalie in the world. Like You have those pieces, you can win, and they're proving it. So is Tampa now considered a favorite in the third round, in the Eastern Conference Final, <laughs> compared to that's a really compared to not is, having is that home a ice advantage. Question? Yeah, well, they weren't the favorite in the first round. They weren't the favorite in the second round. That was their are, toughest round. Are they? Toronto are they, was their toughest matchup. Are they the favorite to win now? They're the. I mean, they're 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 in my opinion, they're the favorite to come out like. like I don't see Carolina or the Rangers giving them any type of, of major test or push to which we saw in the first round against Toronto. Like the best team that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to play in route to the Stanley Cup final was the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's just a bitter pill for a lot of people, but it is the truth. I think that Tampa deserves at this stage to not be questioned. I am no longer picking against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I am no longer trying to galaxy brain this into a situation where I say, well, maybe I can see this team beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa right now is in a class of their own, and I'm not picking against them. The Tampa Bay Lightning will make the Stanley Cup final. The Tampa Bay Lightning probably will win the Stanley Cup for the third consecutive season. So here's how I and where I talk out of both sides of my mouth. Did I, in 2015, see this team competing for a Stanley Cup in 2022? No. I thought they would have their fun over the next couple of years after reaching the Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks, and then they would win a cup, lose a a, a run, win another cup, and then be dismantled. They have an opportunity now to win three straight Stanley Cups. That Mm -hmm. is... I didn't see that eight years ago. However, this year, at the start of the postseason, I had them picked to go to the Stanley Cup final. I I, I thought that oh, they were. You? I thought that I have them down there against the Calgary Flames in the Stanley mm. Cup final. Uh, I have Calgary winning, but but 
this isn't a massive surprise. It's impressive, and it's different than what I saw eight years ago. But in the here and now of starting this postseason, I thought they were the best. I thought they would beat Toronto because of experience uh, and being able to have the best goaltender in the world. And they got away with that in the first round, as Kevin Woodley told us. And then Vasilevsky started doing his thing in the second round. They beat their, their rivals. Like Florida, guys, Florida was closer last year. They lost mm-hmm. in seven games to Tampa than it is yep. than they were this year. And it brings into question what Florida does next year with their coach. I don't know whether that's uh, an automatic that their coach comes back because uh, of what happened in this sweep uh, this time around. But but Tampa Bay is is in the mix for doing something that only the Toronto Maple Leafs, the New York Islanders, and the Montreal Canadiens have done. 104 years the Stanley Cup has been around. And only the Canadiens, the Islanders, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have won three Stanley Cups in a row. The Tampa Bay Lightning are right there. They're halfway home in year number three and are now the favorite in the Eastern Conference Final to put themselves in a position to win three in a row. Yeah, I ordinarily, like I've said this a number of times, I'm not a fan of repeat champions. Like, I just like to see a new champion every single year. That's just kind of how I look at the playoffs as a whole. The fact of the matter is, right now, I find myself pushing at least a little bit toward the Tampa Bay Lightning three-peating because I didn't think I'd see it legitimately no. at any point in time in, in the future. Like, I, I wasn't, you know, it, it just is not something I thought would ever be on my radar. Now that it is, I want to see it happen. Is this the most likable potential dynasty that you've ever witnessed? <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'll throw baseball with the Yankees in there or the, or the Red Sox uh, dynasties. Uh, modern day history uh, with football mm-hmm. is New England, but you can go back mm-hmm. a ways and, and, and different groups, the, the Cowboys and such. Uh, basketball certainly had the, 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 the Lakers or the the uh, the Bulls, hockey had Montreal, Toronto's mm-hmm. won three in a row. That goes back a long, long time. So uh, I'm gonna like <laughs> forgive me for not wading into that one. But but Edmonton, uh, Penguins, Mario, like this. There's not a lot to dislike about the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the thing that I find interesting with Tampa is the the noise surrounding their last two Stanley Cup championships, right? Like, you have the the bubble playoffs with the expanded playoff format and people trying to diminish that championship. Then you have their championship last year that was in a shortened season and only intra-division play to get there. There are people trying to diminish that championship. I think what makes Tampa like You also have the Kucherov factor, is, right? Sure, sure. What makes... To me, Tampa likable in this situation is given all of that noise, given everything that people have tried to put out there to discredit what they've done over the last two, I think they're on a mission this year in a full 82-game season, in everything being as normal as it's been over the last three seasons. This is Tampa's big 
middle finger to everyone that's questioned them over the last two seasons. And that, to me, is why I think they are so determined to find ways to win. They're likable because their accomplishments have been dragged through the mud at various times over the last two seasons, and they're on a mission to prove to everybody that they are just as good and those championships mean just as much as any other championship that's been won in the NHL since the beginning of time. So you wanted some historical perspective on the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have won Mm -hmm. 10 consecutive series. Yep. Eight? the back-to-back Stanley Cups, and the two series this year. The Montreal Canadiens, between 1956 and 1960, won 10 consecutive series. And during that time, won five straight Stanley Cups. That's a record. (laughs) The only team ever to win five Stanley Cups in a row. But it was the original six. Two teams didn't make the playoffs, and then there was two semifinals and a final, so you won two playoff series every year. The mm-hmm. The Montreal Canadiens, with a record five straight Stanley Cups, have won the same or won the same number of series consecutively as what the Tampa Bay Lightning have done right now, and they are two rounds away from winning their third. So that's just a little mm-hmm. bit of historical perspective. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, if they win... The Stanley Cup this year will have won 12 straight Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup playoff series. That's wildly mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. The record mm-hmm. is 19 by the New York <laughs> Islanders, who won four Stanley Cups in the <laughs> early 80s. They went to four championship series in a row and then went to the Stanley Cup final the last year. For, for Tampa Bay to do that, we're talking 2024, getting back to a final. Surely mm-hmm. that can't happen, can it? Uh, I. Why not? Like, Andre Vasilevsky's still going to be Andre Vasilevsky over the next three seasons, so sure. Like, I, I suppose it can. No way. <laughs> no. I, I refuse you to know buy what? into that. I, lo- I love what, what they're doing, I, and I appreciate I what they're see doing. It happen. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it, and, and it would be wild. And I think dynasties are good for the sport. Not not mm-hmm. one dynasty heading off to another dynasty, handing off to another dynasty. That gets old. But if you have one dynasty every 20 years, I think it's great mm-hmm. for the sport. Uh, whatever uh, activity that you're, you're, you're talking about. And it gives us a sense of uh, uh, of timing, like Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and that dominant Dallas Cowboys uh, era. We know where we were, uh, whether you were a young, young youngster and you know about it, or you're somebody in their early 20s uh, alike, or the the, uh, Michael Jordan era of the Chicago Bulls. I think those are good every now and then. This might be our dynasty. And I I wasn't sure we'd get back-to-back cups in a a Mm -hmm. salary cap era. Pittsburgh did that, then Tampa Bay was able to do it in a quirky time period of uh, society during a pandemic. But this year, will this be the most important Stanley Cup of the Tampa Bay Lightning's three in a row if they're able to win it? Yeah, absolutely. One, because it's the third in a row, and two, because of everything I just mentioned. The fact that people are trying to discount and discredit 
what they did in the bubble and what they did last year in the shortened season. I, I think that this is their opportunity to silence every single critic of those two Stanley Cup championship wins by saying, we did it in 82 games, we did it with a regular playoffs format, and we did it easily. And that, to me, I think is going to be the big thing is you you get through a tough first round, you sweep the president trophy winners in round number two, and there's two teams left that I really don't think are going to put up too much of a fight against Tampa. So, um, you know, if they can make this look easy the rest of the way, then this is the most important and the crowning achievement for this Tampa Bay Lightning organization. And we're we're talking three Stanley Cups in a row, and it's Mm -hmm. been done. The third Stanley Cup, or the, the, the run by that dynasty team, ended in 64, 1964 by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, mm-hmm. They won a three in a row in 1949. The Islanders in 1983. Montreal Canadiens mm-hmm. in 1979. And then the five straight Stanley Cups in 1960. Uh, you know what's missing from that? Is a 2-0 on any of those. That's how long it's been since somebody uh, was, was in uh, contention. Now, now, Pittsburgh did it. We, we know that in 2016, 2017. But then never really got close. This has me really excited. The, the Edmonton Oilers, with Wayne Gretzky, who we raved about yesterday, with his 2.6 sure. points per game uh, in the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. playoffs to set the all-time points record in a single postseason never won three in a row yeah and that's what Tampa Bay in a salary cap era can do I I like I said I I'm not a repeat champion guy but I'm at a point right now with Tampa where I just want to see it happen I want to see three in a row it's not anything I've seen in my lifetime so it's pretty rare that we're even in this position but it's a legitimate possibility with Tampa and anytime there's some type of history that's legitimately possible, I'm always going to err into that, even though it, it isn't as chaotic as, as some of my predictions usually yeah. are. Well, And they did it without Braden Point in the second round. Uh, they did it last mm-hmm. night with two goals disallowed, which would crush so many teams, so many people, myself included. I'd be like, okay, come on, mm-hmm. uh, uncle. How many goals do I have to score to get come one? On. It's a three for one? Really? Come on. Like, I'm, I'm not strong it, it enough was, to handle it was never that. never in doubt. Pat Maroon's not going to let this happen. Come on. Big rig, big goals. Four in a row. That's all he does. Uh, Tampa Bay awaits the winner of the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they are playing game four at Madison Square Garden tonight. That will be a fun one. There's uh, some uh, fireworks at the end of Game 3, in which the Rangers uh, got on the board in that one. We'll keep you up to date. It's scoreless, about uh, eight and a half minutes into the first period of that one. And later on tonight, we've got uh, Game 4 between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. And what amount of intrigue do we have there? A lot, with Connor McDavid trying to continue his uh, high-flying affair. And who would you take? McDavid doing his thing? Or Andre Vasilevsky performing at the level that he's at? I want you to tell us. Tell us through Ryan the Hockey Guy or Magnum702 on Twitter. Who is it, Connor or Vasilevsky? And I want to know why. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Spent a little bit of time on the other game last night. Colorado brushes aside St. Louis. They're within a win of getting over their Achilles heel. They've got some some tensor bandages around that leg right now, but they're trying to walk it off. They're hoping the Achilles heel is okay because they haven't been past the second round in a, a number of years. So can can they get to the to the third round? And then you wonder, oh, does that open up a world of possibilities? A lot of people would love to see Colorado against Tampa Bay in, in a Stanley Cup. I'm going to hold to my uh, prediction of Calgary against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in a great showdown, a rematch of 2004. Can you call a, 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 a like a, a series that uh, puts the same two teams together from uh, 2004, a rematch? Is that allowed? No. Yeah, no. I thought maybe I, mean, I might be treading on, it, uh, on some place that it, wasn't it, very solid. It, it will, like... If that ends up being the matchup in the Stanley Cup final, it, it will be billed as a rematch, but it's not a rematch, no. So Colorado uh, is able to uh, survive a scare last night against St. Louis. They were up. There was the fireworks uh, with the St. Louis Blues uh, taking out their frustration on Nazem Kadri and uh, putting themselves down a couple players. It didn't cost them a goal, but uh, seven seconds after uh, the, the Colorado Avalanche uh, were able to, to score. So it doesn't officially that was a 5 3 It cost them a goal. But St. Louis uh, made a game of it late, and then uh, Colorado pulled away. Uh, there's the Cadre story, and then there's the Colorado story uh, over the Blues. Mm-hmm. What's more significant? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think that Nazem Cadre is part of the Colorado story, but to me the the most significant part of, of last night is Nazem Cadre hurt the St. Louis Blues where it mattered the most on the score sheet, and the St. Louis Blues shot themselves in the foot because they were too busy trying to even the score on a player that didn't do anything wrong that they just didn't dis- they, they just didn't play hockey. So uh, to me, it allowed Colorado to get to the point where their one went away. It pushes St. Louis to the brink, and I don't think Billy Huso is good enough to get them a win in this series. Yeah, I don't mind Colorado uh, having to deal with uh, the St. Louis Blues being upset with Nazem Kadri. Uh, the Blues should be upset with taking two minor penalties instead of uh, the five on three. That's where they they really crossed the line. But I, I mean, it's it's hockey. We've seen this uh, for years. Whether teams want a little payback, and this does go back a year, Justin Falk, and then this year with the accusation that uh, Nazem Kadri. Uh, uh, did something uh, malicious or on purpose uh, towards Jordan Bennington uh, during that uh, that interaction and the collision between the two. It's tough to say that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even think that uh, the Nazem Kadri did it on purpose. It was reckless, but it wasn't on purpose. But uh, but I'm not surprised that 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 St. Louis uh, when it went after him or tried to get an, an ounce of retribution. But now it's it's either you put that aside and focus on getting back in this series, or you play the same way as you did last night where you got half an eye on the puck and half an eye on where Kadri is, and you're going to get uh, elbow him or push him or cross-check him. And, uh, and uh, we do know that there was a, uh, a fine for cross-checking uh, uh, issued uh, because of that, uh, that situation uh, against Nazem Kadri. Uh, if, if you don't have both eyes on the puck tomorrow night, 
that that series is over, and then it's all it's just a matter of uh, whether or not St. Louis is going to put themselves in a in a bad light. Yeah, I, I think the series is over. I, I don't think that the St. Louis Blues are going to um, compartmentalize the way that they're supposed to or the way that they need to. I think maybe a couple players are, but to to me, I think that the Blues are are going to continue to try to to push around Nazem Kadri. I think they're going to continue to try to get their retribution. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, I don't think Colorado's interested in any of that. I don't think Kadri's interested in any of that. And this might just provide the opportunity for the Colorado Avalanche to finally get past the second round. And at that point, look out. We have a lot of fun uh, happening right now in the Stanley Cup playoffs with two dominant performances. And if you're talking uh, cons my favorites halfway through the playoffs, and uh, it's halfway through. But you can raise a lot of momentum on your cause uh, to to lift that trophy. Uh, there's two players at the at the lead right now. Connor McDavid, who has a 2-1 advantage in games against the Calgary Flames and is by far and away the best forward in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Andre Vasilevsky, who is trying to win another uh, Consmite Trophy and uh, win a third straight Stanley Cup. If I gave you the option, you could take one of the two. Would it be mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, best player in the world, and playing like it right now? So Connor McDavid mm-hmm. right now, playing and performing and producing like he is right now, not uh, any type of inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Or Andre Vasilevsky, who allows three goals in four games to sweep cross-state rival and President's Trophy winner Florida Panthers. Who would you take? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know that this one's much of a debate, at least not for me. It's Andre Vasilevsky, and I don't think it's particularly close. One, you have proof of concept. You know that you can win with Andre Vasilevsky. Two, in closeout games, in series-clinching games over the last seven series, Andre Vasilevsky has saved 199 of the 200 shots that he has faced. That's right, six shutouts to close out the his last seven series to me there isn't a better clutch goalie there isn't a better you need to win a game goalie in the nhl right now other than andre vasilevsky you know he can win you know he can be an mvp in the playoffs to me it's not close it's vasilevsky all day long i think andre vasilevsky is the easy choice we haven't seen a player a skater produced like Connor mcdavid is right now since the 1980s, and it was the best player of all time. I had one person, I posed this question to a few people around to see uh, how, how much debate there is. And, and one of the best answers I got, my buddy Nate, who said, I would like to be Connor McDavid. I would like to watch Connor McDavid. I would take Andre Vasilevsky. And and I think there's there's two. I think he's onto something there. I I I'm a goaltender. I love goaltending. It's one of my favorite things to watch. I can't get enough of what Connor McDavid is doing right now. Yeah, but if if I'm trying to win, I want what's proven to win, and that's Andre Vasilevsky. Do you think your mind will change at all if Connor gets into the third round? Uh, no, my mind will change if Connor McDavid is able to win a Stanley Cup and vanquish Andre oh. Vasilevsky. Like, the only way to change my mind on this one 
is to have Connor go head-to-head with Andre Vasilevsky and get the better of him. If Connor McDavid puts up 12, 15 points in the Stanley Cup final, and that's not outside the realm of possibility, and Andre Vasilevsky looks human, and all of a sudden the things that I, I mentioned aren't true for Andre Vasilevsky, then maybe my mind will change. But until that day, it's not changing. He had two tough parts about last night. One way he took the shot right off the face and an undidded buckle. And, and he still kept playing. Mm. Most guys shake off the helmet mm. and they get a stoppage. He just kept on playing. <laughs> and then at the end of yeah. the game, uh, the padding inside his mask, uh, where, where the chin rests, was all discombobulated and came off. And he had this like mesh uh, foam padding sticking out the side of his head. Like that, that was the only time he looked any type of uh, 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 out, out of sorts. It, it, unbelievable how calm he is. And then you've got Connor McDavid. He's being whacked. He's being slashed. He's being hooked. And uh, uh, Brian Boucher has said you could you could call a penalty on him almost uh, every rush that he takes. But you, that, that would get uh, silly. And there's no loss of focus. And he's staying right in it. I, I absolutely marvel at, at what uh, Connor McDavid has done. Chapman, you're the fan in the room. Magnum, 702. <laughs> I, I wish I could argue the other side of it just to make things interesting, but I mean it's Vasilevsky. The guy the guy first yeah. of all, the 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 fact that he's <laughs> won ten straight series, I mean, something that we haven't seen. As you mentioned, you know, McDavid's doing things we haven't seen since the eighties. Well Vasilevsky's doing things we haven't seen since before that. So um it, it, it's it's an easy debate right now. I, I I'm with Ryan. Look, if McDavid is able to elevate the the Oilers and carry them to a, a final and they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in that final, then maybe the argument changes a little bit because then or you ever fair weather? No, no. Whoever I, won wins the last cup. Well, I, I, well, it no, would be, no, no, it would no, be no. the it, only, it, it, it would be the only time that we've ever seen those two in hold the, on. The, the pinnacle of the sport playing for the championship. Let me, let me interject here, Chapman, because it's not about who wins the Stanley Cup. Because if they, if those two teams meet in the Stanley Cup final, if it's Edmonton and it's Tampa. And Connor McDavid has two points, and Andre Vasilevsky is is allowing next to nothing. But the 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 Oilers find a way to win on a crazy bounce. It doesn't change my opinion in, in any way, shape, or form. See, I I so, completely ruled that out because in my mind there's zero chance that the Edmonton Oilers would beat the Tampa Bay Lightning unless Connor McDavid was spectacular. See, he could be spectacular without finding the the. the but the fact of the matter is, for me, unless Connor lights it up on Andre Vasilevsky. It's Vasilevsky all day long because as as good as what Connor is doing right now, the question becomes, is it repeatable? Is it something that Connor is going to be able to do next year in the playoffs and next year in the playoffs and next year in the playoffs? I just want to know right now, third round, you're into the third round. Which player are you taking? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, it's Andre Vasilevsky and anything else is wrong. Any other decision in this situation is wrong. Connor, Connor has not won anything yet. Andre Vasilevsky is a Conn Smythe winner, and he's unbeatable. Who do you want to watch? Games. Who do you want to watch for the next two rounds? I'm with Nate. I want to watch. I want to watch McDavid because it, I, it, it's, I want to watch. I want to watch Connor. But that's who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Listen, oh, I, don't I, know, I, man. I, I I'm going I'm to take the Stanley Cups. I'm going to be Andre Vasilevsky. I, I don't care. I will tell you because I, I'm going to go based on who was dressed better at the All Star Game, and nobody is touching oh, Andre Vasilevsky. That's the goofiest logic I've ever heard. Who would I want to be? I want to be the better dressed of the two. I want to be Yeah, I want to be the guy that's got two Stanley Cups and on his way to backstopping a dynasty. Like, it's it's really no debate here, Darren. (laughs) I want to be Connor doing that. 
you want you want to be around. you want to be the most talented player in the world that hasn't won anything breaking yet? ankles on. giddy up let's go <laughs> interesting question though i like it but uh, it does sound like most so, people so would who be... would you hold on hold on hold on who would you take if i want to win mm-hmm. Andre yeah. Vasilevsky. the question you asked yeah Andre Vasilevsky. Okay. yeah if if yep. who would i want to watch i'm way more excited about watching Connor mcdavid tonight than i was for watching Andre Vasilevsky last night, and I'm and and I'm rooting for Tampa. I think they're they've they've got everything in the in the bank uh, to do this, but I can't wait for Game Four with with Connor McDavid tonight. Plus, he's he's not mm-hmm. he's not bitching and whining. Like that's what I love about him. I, I give him extra points for that. We've got uh, the legal minute because he's because he's not complaining about things. Yeah, you give him extra points. I do. I do. It's so really? easy to go down that trap. And I'm a whiner. Okay. I, yeah, like I nobody know knows are. whining like me. And nobody can appreciate somebody that doesn't whine like a good whiner. Uh, we've got the Illegal Minute, Sam and Ash. Coming up next, it's the uh, VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. League of Minutes, Sam and Ash. Here's uh, Ashley Watkins uh, with us. Uh, check them out, salmonashlaw.com. And it's uh, one of the best uh, decisions you'll ever make. Give them a call at 702-820-1234. I call them. I call them to chat about all kinds of things. And then I call them about my bike accident. And we, we get to hang out and we get to chat and we get to do, uh, spend some time with my friends. So, Ashley, uh, we've got this great, weird, wild situation at a luggage carousel that uh, Ryan's going to explain. So... The the topic today is an interesting one in, in which it's a, a video of an altercation of a fight that happened between uh, a United Airlines employee at the time and a former NFL player, Brendan Langley. And, and in the altercation, we see uh, the employee with United kind of egging some things on. He, he takes a swipe at the, the former NFL player and then proceeds to get his butt kicked a couple of punches land he goes back flying and all of a sudden we have this viral video that is is on everyone's social media Uh, but the the aftermath of all of this is really interesting the employee was fired on on monday uh, but has not yet been charged whereas langley was so can you kind of give us an idea of of what went into or, or why that was the case did you guys see this video first off? Yes. I was, did you guys see yes. it? My jaw dropped. I just watched it. And I was like, what, oh what is my going gosh. on? Yeah, no, this thing is crazy. So um, I watched this video, and my, my assessment on why the airline worker was not charged is simply lack of injuries. Uh, he's the one that sustained the injuries, so that's why I think Langley was charged. Also, throughout the altercation, it appears as though Langley's not uh, utilizing any self-defense. He actually just goes on a, he returns a slap with a closed-fisted punch. And so it would be deemed a little bit unreasonable use of force. And so, but I really think the reason the Port Authority charged him and not the worker is based on the injuries in the, that were sustained. It was a rather one-sided altercation even though the United Airlines uh, employee started it. Oh, you think it was one-sided? Oh, yeah, I think he took I a don't know. 
Really? The, the, yeah, the United Airlines workers kind of stepping to them at various points. I thought it was uh, like these two went toe-to-toe. I Granted, one of them clearly was declared a winner by popular by social media, but um, I think he's the loser in the long run because he's facing the assault charges. But I, it appears like it was a lot of back and forth, and the things were said, and it egged on to and escalated to this type of incident and but it doesn't look like it was um one-sided really see this is why when you watch a boxing match and you or a ufc fight and you get a surprise decision ash and i are the ones coming up with that because we're disagreeing (laughs) on the on the scoring ryan yeah i mean to a degree yeah like i i see both sides of it but the, the the thing that i think is interesting in all of this is that the united airlines employee was fired now uh should he have been in this situation? Absolutely, guys. I don't know. The last thing an airline wants to see is an employee going toe-to-toe with a customer uh, with co- like physical altercation violence. I mean, that's what you see in the video. This, this guy's not getting blindsided or assaulted by a random person in the airport. They're, they're chirping back and forth in the United Airlines uh, workers not backing down. And from an employer standpoint, you can't have that. You need to have people on your staff that are de-escalating situations, promoting safety, safe environments. And here that absolutely did not happen. We don't know what was being said, what was going on, but still just watching what, um, what I see, that's not okay from an employer standpoint. So I understand exactly why this guy was canned. So where does where does self defense come into play in in, in that argument? Because Langley, uh, Calgary Stampede of the CFL, uh, former NFL uh, receiver, it, it looked to me like he takes the first shot, uh, like the door's wide open for him to punch back. <laughs> no, guys, self defense is really uh, throwing punches because someone else is actively assaulting you, and so you're trying to defend it and get them off of you. When you have time to gather yourself get on your toe, the balls of your feet and start walking toward the other person, that's no longer self-defense. Now you're engaging and you're actually becoming an aggressor in the situation. But if you're on the ground and someone is punching, throwing a bunch of punches and haymakers at you, you're allowed to throw those back to protect yourself. Now that would be self-defense. But as soon as you start making forward progress toward that person, it's a different story. You become an aggressor and it's not self-defense. Well, Mike dropped that because I had no idea. I thought if somebody punches me, I've got like uh, five steamboats to go back and uh, claim self-defense. Uh, this is uh, oh no no. Wow, uh, Ryan, I'm 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 floored by this. But this is why we uh, uh, have the legal minute with SalmonAshLaw.com and uh, Ashley on here because uh, we're, I'm learning something right now. Yeah, you you and I both, Darren, because I I would have imagined that this was a, a situation where you know you you get that first physical uh, blow thrown, all of a sudden you're kind of in, in uh, a situation. And like I, I think it becomes even harder, right, for, for you to argue that you were defending yourself from an imminent threat when you kind of look at what happened on the video and you see how how much bigger Langley is than, than the guy that he's in the altercation with. Like I, I think that is, is there a reasonable de- degree there when it comes to just the, the, the size of the individuals involved uh, that you, you kind of can't go down the self-defense route? Well, no, so absolutely. One of the things that you look at when you're using self-defense is whether or not the force that you use to defend yourself was reasonable. And one of the things that 
you have to evaluate in that situation is size of the individual. So here, the shorter person would be entitled to use more excessive force to defend themselves against Langley, who's clearly bigger, taller, and arguably stronger. Uh, but honestly, if you look at the video, you can see uh, this United Airlines worker, he actually, like, gathers himself, squares up. He's enticing oh, yeah. it. Like, he's really, like, provoking this altercation. I think he did a couple of curls right before it, too. Because yeah. he, he, he had the arms out, the, the short sleeves. <laughs> he was, he was muscled up. Good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he... he he was a lose lose for much him. Pre workout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly about that. That's uh, that's awesome, <laughs> Ashley. I I had <laughs> I had no idea. And and don't waste all your energy on the pre workout. But he like he loses his job and he lost the fight. Uh, in, in the end, that was a that was a, a, a bad decision by the United Airlines employee. Absolutely, but it's a bad decision for Langley. You know, he was once in the NFL, and now he's in the CFL, I believe, or CFB yep. up in Canada. And CFL, so who yeah. knows? I mean, these these altercations are no, not good for anyone. It's really hard for your career to continue to progress and grow when you get caught up in stuff like this. So that, That's why I don't, don't fight recommend. people, Ashley. I, I don't fight people because of that and because I could never win a fight. <laughs> that's, the, that's the other reason. I would be the I would for sure be the United Airlines guy uh every 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 time uh you're the best uh, thanks ash thank you guys always fun <laughs> this is ashley Watkins from salmonashlaw.com because you deserve what's right oh it's so much fun when we get like it's a serious thing you don't want to see a fist fight in the middle of an airport not not good mm -hmm. but when it comes and uh you try and be a little bit entertaining you try and be, uh, teach people I, I i legitimately am am more educated uh after that conversation yeah, yeah, you and I both, because I I was not clear. I clearly do not understand and did not understand what self-defense truly means in the context of the legal system, and now I do, and now I know that if I ever find myself being egged on by you, Darren, I can only... <laughs> I can only do so much physically before it becomes a problem. Yes, and that's... Uh, if I would have known that a long time ago, I would be even yeah. more yeah. irritating knowing that you couldn't just haul back and give me a swipe. Hey, Chapman, yeah. are, are, are you the United employee or are you the football player in that exchange? Uh, I'm nobody because I'm not escalating that no, situation. No, no, no. no you're one of the two. You have, to, I, you, have to, you have to pick one. I would be pummeled. There's no chance. I, I would absolutely be I'd be the guy <laughs> doing backflips over the counter as I got punched and landing on the baggage carousel. Yeah. That would be me. I uh, I would prefer to be the guy uh, or person of recording it on the phone. Uh, I'll, I'll stick to that. Uh, <laughs> our number two of the VGK Insider Show. Ben Goetz is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This has been the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. Brought to you by Sam and Ash. Visit them at SamandAsh.com because you deserve what's right.